Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life-transforming message by Pastor Andrew Mutan. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. The Bible says this, But I say, walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit. Then you will certainly not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit. And the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh. For these are antagonistic to each other. So that you are not free but are prevented from doing what you desire to do. But if you are guided or led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Praise the Lord. Today I'm going to talk to us. I'm going to do more of teaching of the word of God. And I'm going to talk about walking in the spirit. We have been talking about the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. The, the, the promise of the Holy Spirit. Uh, today I'm, I'm going to, 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 to help us understand what it means to walk in the spirit. Because there are so many people who stay in church for so many years, but they are not walking in the spirit. And you'll understand why I'm saying so. Um, they are still controlled by the human nature. They are what you can call carnal Christians. Yes, they're going to heaven, but they're living a life of defeat, a life of... of um, you know, a lot of struggles and sometimes even a life of sin. And unfortunately, if you continue to live in a carnal nature, you can end up in hell. And, and um, so we need to understand what does it mean to walk in the spirit, to yield to the Holy Spirit, to live by the spirit. Amen. I'm going to ask three people to help me. Um, let me ask my brother Benjamin, brother Juma. Uh, and Brother Beneza, just come to the front. I'm going to use you as an example. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to the living God. Amen, amen. Just stand here. I hope everyone can see them. Um, uh, can you all see them? Or do you want them to come and stand at the stage? You just come stand here. Amen. 
I want to give you an illustration. Amen. Now, I think of the three, my brother Benjamin is the, the one who is well built, yeah? So I'm going to call him the body. Amen? Yeah. He's carried a few weights. Then uh, brother Beneza will be the soul. Okay? So there's body, soul, and this one is the spirit. Okay? So God, when God created us, he created us as three in one. Okay? Just as the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we are also three in one. We are body, we are soul, we are spirit. Okay? Because the Bible says in the book of Genesis that God breathed his spirit into man and man became a living soul when you're reading. So the body is what God put together. But the real image of God in us is the spirit. Okay? The likeness of God was that spirit that he breathed into us. Now, when God creates Adam, of course it's a body, then he breathes, then he becomes a living soul. So what is the soul? When we talk about the soul, we are talking about the will. The will is what I want to do. Okay? We're talking about the emotions. Emotions is what I feel or how I feel. Okay? Are we together? And then we're talking about the intellect or the mind, which is how I reason. Are we together up to that point? So every time you, when you're feeling, I feel like doing this, uh, I have to think about this reason. Does it make sense? Is it logical? Is it something that, you know, that other people are doing? And, and so many times when we go to school, the guy that is being trained is the soul to think you're told even when you're growing up think twice before you act you know things like that but when you now begin to think about the spirit the spirit does not live according to the soul it doesn't live by reason by logic the, the spirit of god lives by faith and faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So that the, the, the spirit of God is stirred up by the word of God. Amen. That's why a lot, the Bible says that you cannot, when you are carnally minded, it is enmity to God because the carnal mind will just do according to how they feel, according to how they reason. Does it make sense? Is everybody doing it? You know, the carnal mind is, is, is living according to the will. This is my ambition, my desires. And so when, when we come to Christ, God wants the, the, the soul to come to subjection to the spirit. Are we together? The body also must come unto, into subjection to the spirit. So that the man is led by, by not, not the body, but by the spirit. Now, when Adam sinned, something happened. 
God told uh, Adam, says, the day that you eat of the fruit, you will die. So the body did not die. The soul did not die. What died is this guy. You die, okay? <laughs> so this man now remained with a body, with a soul, but with a spirit that is dead. Which meant that this spirit could not connect to God. This body was now being led by the soul. A boom lead. Eh? Just, just lead this guy. So every time this body, just, just touch him. Every, just keep going, just keep going. So every time this, this body is just led, how I feel, if it feels good, I do it. Everybody is doing it, so I do it. You know, uh, it makes me feel nice, I will do it. You know, what I see, how I feel, how I reason, this is how, you can stop there. So this is how a lot of people on earth are being led. Because they are led by the soul. Okay? So now, you become born again. And the spirit is regenerated. God gives life. So this man now, for a Christian, when you get born again, the spirit, the Bible says, you are born which means that the Holy the Spirit of God in you is God breathes again His Spirit, just as it was in the beginning, and gives life to your human spirit again. Now you can connect to God. Are we together? Now you can hear the voice of God. Now you can. You, be, you are born of the Spirit. Jesus Christ told Nicodemus, flesh is born of flesh, and spirit is born of spirit. That's why what? Second uh, Corinthians, First Corinthians 5.17 says, whoever is, I'm trying to paraphrase it, whoever is in the Lord becomes a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. God makes you new. But now, that is where the conflict begins. Because this guy was in charge. But now, another guy comes. Now, you guys, I want you to fight a little bit, okay? Do you know how to fight? Now, I want you to fight for this guy. All of you are fighting, trying... One of you is pulling him the other side. Uh-uh. It is the body you, you want to control. Because the body will always go where each... This, now, let me, let's just, just do it this way. The, let the soul... The soul is leading. But now the spirit wants to take over. Okay? So I want you to go... You just lead him. Then this, this one, yeah, we want, we want to take over. So I want you to come and take over. But I want the soul to keep now to start fighting. You guys are not getting it. Try to take over this man. But they, so this is, this is the conflict in your life, in my life. Eh? 
the conflict is that your body is either being led by the soul, which makes you a carnal person, a fleshly person, or you're being led by the spirit, which makes you a son of God, a child of God, and makes you a spiritual person. Just being born again does not make you spiritual. It is when you yield to the spirit. Now you begin to be led by the spirit. Lead him. Just lead him. You're led by the spirit. And the soul cannot control you. That is now spiritual. Amen. So the battle that we have, each one of us, is to build our spirit man because now for someone who is not born again this conflict is not there because I told you the spirit man is dead so even when you preach to them unless the Holy Spirit convicts them they don't think what they're doing is bad because it feels good everybody is doing it that's how they've grown up seeing they've been programmed to think that way. Oh, glory to God. Now, as you yield to the Holy Spirit, God begins to touch even your soul. That's what uh, Romans chapter 12 and verse what? 1 and 2 says, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you, you offer your bodies. This guy, you're offering him as a living sacrifice, sacrifice which is your worship and reasonable act I mean service and reasonable act of worship. The Bible says do not be conformed to the standards of the world. In other words, don't let this guy lead you. Don't let what you have learned, what people have told you about life, about marriage, about you know your tribe, about work, about relationships, don't be led by that, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now the Holy Spirit begins to renew your mind. To begin to think according to God's ways. Then the Bible says, and then you can approve what is that good, what is that pleasing, and what is the perfect will of God. So a carnal man who is being led by the soul cannot please God. Why? Because the spirit is, is dead. He's not, well, he's, he's there, but he is what do they call it? He's shrinking. He's, you know, we used to sing, read your Bible, pray every day, you will, you will grow. Then, not a long time ago, I, I, sometime back, I had my children sing a different version, saying, if you don't read your Bible and pray every day, you will shrink, shrink, shrink. Have you heard that version? Yeah. <laughs> you will shrink and shrink. So you are born again, yes. But this guy is shrinking. You know? <laughs> so he, he's there, yes. But he has no strength. He cannot fight the devil. He cannot break things of his life. He cannot... Uh, I mean, he cannot, he's just there but weak. 
And a lot of Christians live that way. And they wonder, how come I'm born again, but I'm still struggling. I'm being attacked in the night. I get all these dreams. I can't. The problem is, you're feeding this guy. Everything that you're reading, everything that you're listening to, everything that you're watching, the friends you have around you, you know, you, you, you're not building your spirit man. You're building your soul. Are we together? So, if you feed the spirit, you get stronger spiritually. If you feed the soul, you can be a Christian, yet live like anybody else out there. Hallelujah. Can we clap for these three gentlemen? Please go, please go down. Okay? Now, we need to understand then how, if, if it is so important, how do we feed the spirit man? Amen? Because now that you have decided to give your life to Christ, and if you haven't given your life to Christ, you need to, because it, it's, it's, it's a very difficult place to be. Because you're now, if you're not saved, then you're totally under the control of the soul and the devil. Because the devil is the one now who will continually drive you into different things. Let's read on Galatians. The Bible says, now the doings of the flesh, if you are led by the flesh, the Bible says what? These are the things of the flesh. They are immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery enmity, strife, jealousy, anger or ill temper, selfishness, divisions, party spirit, factions, sects with peculiar opinions, heresies, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. Let me tell you, the biggest danger to the church today is not the devil. Now some of you will say, hey, what is this preaching? The biggest enemy to the church today is not Satan. The biggest enemy to the church today is you and me. When I talk about the church, I'm talking about the body of. The reason the church is not overcoming, is not taking the world, it is not because the demons are so powerful. No, 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 no. It is because believers are not walking in the spirit. You, 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 you find these very things we're talking about in church. They are there. You find people who are jealous. Who are into four forms of idolatry. There are people who you find in church on Sunday during the week. This is not something I'm talking about that I have heard, something that I know as I've been praying for people. Sometime I was in Lusaka, Zambia, and uh, there was this woman who had a problem. She had, it was a, a terrible, terrible issue that she had been going through in her life. At a particular time of the month, something would happen. Um, and, 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 and she, it was even affecting her marriage, everything. And then, but she was a leader in the church. She was an elder in the church. 
as, I be, as we began to pray with her, I was with a certain other man of God. The Holy Spirit shows me something. <laughs> and and, and uh, there are times when God is very accurate. So I look at her and tell her, 15 years ago, God gave it very accurately. And I told her, 15 years ago, you went to a witch doctor. Is that true? She's like, yes. She's like, how did you know? I said, well, God just showed me. And, and I asked her, why did you go to the witch doctor? And she says, you know, there was somebody who was trying to get the attention of my husband and I wanted to, to get more power to overcome this woman. But, I was, but she was born again. She was still in church. And, and so, um, unfortunately, some of these witch doctors, the, the means they use are very evil. So I think this witch doctor told her something. If you're going to overcome, we've got to have an intimate relationship together. And then somehow you'll get this power. And she, because she was desperate, she yielded. And she carried something from this witch doctor that 15 years later, she was still struggling. It was some kind of issue of blood, but it would come in a very bad way. But on the outside, on the outside, she is this wealthy woman. In fact, she carried us in Hamasidis, took us to this beautiful part of the city. On the outside, the body looks okay. The physical looks okay. She looks, in the natural, you can say she's, the way people like to say she's blessed. But it's not what someone has on the, on the, in the material that makes them blessed. How to get the church? Allow me to teach you something about spiritual things today. We have taken things and turned them upside down. We look at people because they're driving a nice car and we say, ah, that sister is blessed. You don't know how they got that car. You don't know what they gave up. You don't know how they got that job. You don't know how they got that relationship. You don't know how they got into that place. Sometimes we find ourselves, because of the pressure, we become like Abraham. Abraham started in faith. That's why the biggest danger, I'm not, just, I'm just, just, I'm not preaching just to you, I'm preaching to myself as well. Because the greatest danger is what we see in the book of Galatians, uh, chapter 3. And let me read this scripture. Paul is speaking the same Galatians, and he tells them, chapter 3, verse 1. He says, Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you? Then verse 3 says, Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are you now made perfect by the flesh? So the biggest danger we all have is beginning in the spirit and ending in the flesh. There are many preachers that started off well in the spirit, but they are now living by the flesh. When I talk about the flesh, I want you now to get back to that illustration I gave you. Anytime you're living by your ambition, your will, I want to be known. I want to become famous. I want to just have a big church and a big ministry. And, you know, we used to call it um, the, the, the B syndrome, you know. I want to be praised, be liked, 
be loved, be important, you know. You're driven by, that is your will. You're like, you know, you can have a great church and God is not there. The flesh can look so pleasing, yet God is not there. Are we together? So our desire that God is calling us for is to walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. So how do we walk in the spirit? Let me say again, this battle of life, it is not so much how you start. It is not that now you're born again. It is how are you going to finish? Are you going to be on fire five years from now? Are you going to be on fire ten years from now? Because the enemy is going to, the Bible says he roams around like a lion. He's always looking for those times when he can influence your soul and you're so driven by the soul that the spirit man, because the spirit of God, the moment you become born again, let no one ever deceive you. You can never sin and just say the devil overpowered me. Uh -uh. The Holy Spirit will keep telling you every moment telling you, but you're going in right down, the wrong direction. But you're, what you're doing, Holy Spirit will keep and it is you now that says, ah, shut up, you know, shut up. You know. Whether you know it or not, you find yourself, because the Bible says what? Man is James, let me go to the book of James. James chapter 1 and verse 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted from God. For God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil and he himself tempts no one. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. Then when that lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. So, what is temptation? Temptation is desire. The devil does not have power to make you sin. Just think about that a little bit. The devil cannot make you sin. There's things that people tell saying that the devil has, the devil is too strong. But see, you know, I really didn't want, but that devil, that devil. You're giving the devil too much credit. The devil cannot make you sin. What the devil does is to bring desire. You know what happened in the in the in the in the in the in the, in the beginning? If the fruit was there, okay? The devil didn't put the fruit there. What the devil did is to bring Eve and says, Ha, just look again at that fruit. Have you really seen it well? Just go around, look at it again, you know. And and really Eve knew the word of God. People see not because they don't know the word of God, it's because they yield to the desire. 
And why do they yield to the desire? It's because the spirit man has become weakened. That's why even Jesus Christ told the disciples, watch and pray that you may not fall into temptation for the spirit is willing, but the flesh, this flesh, the soul, the body, they don't get born again. It is the spirit man that is born again, that is renewed in the likeness of Christ. Amen? So the flesh will still have its passions. It will have its lusts. It will keep reminding you, you need to give me this. 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 And it's only when you are in the spirit that you can have the power to overcome the flesh. It is not how many titles you have behind your name. You can be an archbishop, you can be a, 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 a pope, you can be anything. But if you are not yielded to the spirit, the flesh will bring you down. That's the struggle that a lot of people have. And with, with they say, oh, this guy has been a pastor, he's been a preacher. How did it? I mean, you can be a preacher, but it's the same thing. If you, if you open and things happen in this world that are shocking. One time I was preaching. I want to say which church it was. But it is in this nation. And it, a big ministry. Not in Nairobi. But in some place near Nakuru. And that time I actually traveled with, with my wife. I think that time we only had one child. And we go preach in this church. Great service. What a great time. And in the evening. When we come back. I, think, I don't know where I had walked to. We come back, this is way back, like I think 2004. We had just been in Kenya for like a year, one and a half. We come back to the house and this man of God is watching a blue movie. And we're shocked. We're like, and uh, so I, I, I confront him because I'm, I'm really very shocked. I'm like, this, this is so evil. You know, you don't even want to. And it's like, this is how I unwind. After ministry, eh, I was like, God, have mercy. <laughs> you know. But, but it's, it's, it's so sad that the enemy knows he cannot make you sin. What does he do? He now makes, begins to work on your desires. How does he work on your desires? He will use the, the gates to the soul. And the gates to the soul are your ears and your eyes. Oh, I'm liking this. The moment you don't control what you see and how you see it, it doesn't matter how much you pray in tongues. You've got to be careful what you see. Do you know that a lot of the things that we see are not really what they are? The enemy can just make something look so pleasant, so nice, that you drop what you have and try to get what you have seen. That's how marriages are breaking down. Relationships are breaking down. Why? Because people... They, 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 they begin to see, they're like, oh, oh, I think the grass is actually greener over there. I think I did not see well. <laughs> so Eve is just around the, the tree, okay? 
and, and I think that's, you see, that's, that's really the, the struggle that we all have. There is something about forbidden fruit that makes it attractive. Are, are you guys still in the, I mean, people, human, human beings like me, okay? Can we now just be real? Amen? And there's something about knowing that something is evil but makes it, you're like, let, let me just see. You know, I... <laughs> I remember a story of, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but guys were making uh, fun when we were still in high school. And they talked about this reverend who, you know, there was uh, a disco party going on, you know. And the reverend is like, you know, I'm just going to go and see what these young people have been, you know, what they're always doing. They're, they're doing evil there. Let me just go in and I'll just see. <laughs> And they said, you know, that the reverend goes and uh, he begins, I'll oh, just see, just see. Then before long, he begins to, you know, the, the leg. <laughs> now I'm just seeing, you know, before long, you know, the head is also shaking. <laughs> I don't want to end where the story ended. But the man of God, because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, before he knew it, he was not just, but he was part of what was going on. And that's the struggle. The enemy knows he will not come like the devil and tell you, now go and see. No, no, no. He will now appeal to your desires. Everything we see, even all these adverts, do you know? Now you can go and make this research. <laughs> Some of, there's a very popular drink called Coca-Cola, and, and I'm not saying this, you know, I'm not decampaigning it. But it is just sugar and water and chemical. There is no nutrient in it. But do you know it is the most best-selling drink on earth? What makes it the most best, I mean the best-selling drink on earth? Advertisement. And the devil is always advertising. Especially in these days. You know when we were younger... People didn't have access to pornography unless they get a magazine. You know, those Playboy magazines, whatever. Now it is in your face. It is, you, you have a phone, it is there. You have internet, it is there. So they, there is everything, every reason for you to see and begin to have wrong desires. Are we together? But what do you do? You have to deny the flesh. Praise the Lord. That's why Jesus Christ said in Mark 8, 34, says, whoever comes after me must be willing to deny himself, carry his cross, and follow me. That denying yourself is saying, I know that looks pleasurable, but I'm not going to hang around that tree. I refuse to be around that tree. God told me not to touch that tree, not to eat it, so I have no business being around it. The more you feel drawn to the tree, you just run to the presence of God. Say, God, I'm really feeling the urge is so strong, but Lord, give me the grace. That is the spiritual life. Glory to God. The more you feel like you're being weak, you get into prayer, you get into the word, you get into fasting. These are principles that are powerful. Glory to God. Because we have to overcome. 
I said we have to overcome. We are not backsliding. We are not going back. We are not going to live defeated lives. We are going to be victorious Christians. We're going to be people that are going to change the world. We're going to leave a mark on our generation. We're going to do great things for the kingdom. But we can only do those things when we are in the spirit. Because the Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. God has given you great weapons in the spirit to be the one that will change your family, to change not just the destiny of your family, but to change nations. But you can never deliver others when you yourself are bound. When you are constantly or under the oppression of the body and of the, of the soul, your spirit man must arise. Someone say, my spirit man must arise. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to build this spirit man that I become a giant in the spirit. That's what Wigglesworth used to say. He says that my inner man is a thousand times bigger than the outward man that you see. We need to build that inner man. That's why the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter what? Chapter 6. If you're writing, write down these scriptures. We're not going to open them, but just write them. But it says what? Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What is that talking about? Strengthen your spirit, man. Strengthen your spirit, man. Don't take prayer casually. Don't take reading the word casually. Don't take coming to church as something that is just a religious thing. It is something that you're building your spirit. Just like you wake up every morning and you eat breakfast, you eat lunch, you eat dinner. What are you doing? You're building your body you go to the gym you make you know you 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 diet you do all those things you're taking care of your body you want to look good you want to to smell good that is the body and that body is going to die it's going to rot your spirit man is living forever but how much attention have you given to your spirit man how much attention have you given to your spirit man to make sure that that spirit man is, is alive? If you go and do a, go, go to school, get a degree, get education, you're not building your spirit, you're building your soul. It will help you in this life, but it is nothing, it's not helping your spirit. What are you doing to build your spirit man? Where, what investment have you put in your spirit man? That when temptation comes, you will have the power to overcome. That when the evil day comes, the Bible says, be strong in the Lord that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, you, you stand. That means it is possible that you withstand, but you fail to stand. You can withstand. You're like, I've, I've really stood. It has well, it's not been easy, but, but you leave the, the, the place of battle as a wounded soldier. You live with wounds the rest of your life, scars, bitterness, you know, all kinds of things. Yes, you're a Christian, but you're a wounded Christian. You're a bitter Christian. You're an angry Christian. You're someone who, it's just a matter of someone snapping you and, I mean, and touching you or saying something, and you just snap. Someone say, eh, you know, but it's just because 
Though you are Christian, but you came out of the battle and you didn't even get healed from the wounds. And the enemy always loves such people because he will. He can draw you. He knows when you are wounded, then you are just his prey. Because just a little thing and he can put you down again. Are we together, friends? Your spirit. We need to yield. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Tell your neighbor, walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. You will not gratify the desires of the flesh. If you walk in the flesh, then the Bible says that's enmity to God. I want to read another scripture as I bring this to a close. Oh, glory to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. No, sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. And this is what it says. There hath not temptation. Let's begin from verse 12. It says, Wherefore, let him who thinks he stands, take heed, lest he fall. There, is, there has no temptation that is taken to you, but such as is common to man. In other words, the devil is not going to invent any new temptation. I say temptation is desire. The desires are there. Uh, I think I'll probably teach this one of these other Sundays, but it's amazing when you see that exactly the same temptations the devil took Jesus through are the same temptations that Adam went through. The lust of the flesh. The Bible says the woman saw that the tree was, the fruit was good for food. That's the lust of the flesh. It was pleasing to the eyes. The lust of the eyes. And it was nice to make someone become like God. The pride of life. When Jesus Christ came, the devil says, make these stones bread that you can eat. The last of the flesh took him to the top of the building and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Says, I can give all this to you, the last of the eyes. And then, then took him and said, I want you to drop down. And they're going to say that son of God, you know. It's the same, same temptations. That's why the Bible says, 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15, that... Whatever is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father. If you love the world, then the love of the Father is not in you. Are we together? Are you guys understanding spiritual things? So it is not how long you've been in church. It's not even how much you've been praying before. This is not just... A, a one-week journey. It's not a one-month journey. It is a lifetime journey of making sure that you are alert. You are always in the spirit. Because one, one day, you say, ah, today I will not pray. You know, I've been praying. I've been fasting. That's when the enemy does what? Hits. Why? Because the Bible says, there is no temptation. But such, let me just read this from the Amplified. For no temptation or no trial regarded as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes 
or where it leads has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. That is not temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance. And that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience and such as man can bear. But God is faithful not to let you to be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability. So in other words, there is nothing that God, even if you are drawn by a desire, God is still in control. He's saying, I have already given you enough strength to overcome what you're going through. That's why even from the very beginning, God told Cain, said, Cain, Satan has been knocking at your door, but you have the power. This is even before the Holy Spirit came. He told Cain, you read that scripture again, he told Cain, he says, you have the power to overcome him. But did Cain overcome? No. So, we've got to yield to the Spirit. Say, Lord, help me. Come on, raise your hand and say, Lord, help me to yield to your Spirit, to build my spirit, man. Not to live by the flesh, not to live according to the desires of the human nature, but to live according to the Spirit. Help me to be careful what I put into my soul, what I see, what I hear. Let me feed on the Word of God. Let me feed on the things of God. Let me walk in the ways of God. Just rise up to your feet. I want us to take some moment and pray and build our spirit man. Amen. Begin. Prayer is, is, is one of the ways in which we build our spirit man. Hallelujah. Just begin to pray and, and pray and talk to God. Hallelujah. Just talk to God. Say, God, strengthen me. Strengthen me. Strengthen me. I want to live for you. I want to do your will. I want to do your will. I want to live for you, Jesus. I want to do your will. I don't want to lean on my own understanding. Help me to understand. Let the spirit man be active. I want to be led by the spirit. I want to live according to the spirit. I, want, I don't want to obey and, and, and to fulfill the desires of my flesh. I want to live according to your will. Come on, somebody, talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Just tell him. The message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power.